Anyone's Game Podcast. Following women's football. Hello everyone and welcome to I Know Best, the light-hearted debate show brought to you by Anyone's Game. I'm your host Gordon McComb and joining me today is Robbie Hanratty. Good to be here Gordon. Hey, thanks for joining, thanks for joining. It's just Robbie which means we've got a head-to-head edition this week and we'll fight out to see who can come out on top and for those listening in here's how the show works. I've got a series of questions to ask our pundits, pundit in this case, about the last seven days in women's football in Scotland and we'll sit and argue about who's right and who's wrong. We'll also make big predictions about the week ahead and talk about something completely different just to round the show out as well. That's introductions over though, it's now time to crack on with the show. First up for us this week is to work out who or what has had a good week. So Robbie, what have you got for us this week? I went with Celtic manager Fran Alonso because he picked up Celtic's first trophy of the season, the first SWPL Cup trophy since 2010. And I just think he really deserves it because he's such a nice, upbeat guy. Every time win or lose, he always gives you the time of day. And I think a lot of people would have maybe wrote off Celtic. We've done the Anyone's Game predictions before the game. And I think the majority wrote off Celtic and predicted Glasgow City because of their winning mentality. So for Celtic to get that win on Sunday, get that piece of silverware in the trophy cabinet, I just was absolutely buzzing for Fan Alonso and I think he deserves a good week for his perseverance at times and just getting that trophy in the cabinet. Alright, well, given that it was the SWPL Cup final, as Robbie's already said, um, mine is going to be in a, in a similar vein as well. I picked out Caitlin Hayes. For me, it's a really easy pick uh, for Caitlin. Um, she's a Celtic fan. She scores the winner, or what turns out to be the winner, uh, in the Cup final. Um, you know, that's you know what dreams are made of, and we spoke to her after the game as well. Um, and yeah, suffice to say, she was she was absolutely buzzing. Cloud nine, I'm sure they're struggling to get her back down off that for for trading in the build up to this weekend as well. I can't disagree with that at all, Gordon. Because in fact, I love a nice a good story and positive story, and the fact that as personally as an Aberdeen fan, if you was going to score the winner. Or I was going to score a winner in the cup final. You'd be ecstatic, and it would be on your wall, and you'd tell people for weeks and years to come. And I'm pretty sure Caitlin Hayes will be doing the exact same. But as I think my prediction or choice as well of Fran Alonso, I think he deserves a lot of credit for what he's achieved with Celtic and where he's taken them. Well, we're not doing any scoring this week, so what you'll have to do is hop in the comments or hop on Twitter or Facebook and let us know who you think stood out and had a good week this week. If it's not Fran Alonso, who led Celtic to the SWPL Cup final, if it's not Caitlin Hayes, the scorer in it, who is the one that should have got good week this week? Why don't you let us know? For every good week, there's a bad one. So for now, it's time for us to work out who or what has had a seven days that they'd rather forget. And this time, I'm going to start us off and think for... Nobody's great surprise here. It's really hard for me to look past anything other than Glasgow City. For those who missed it, Chris Toner and I released a podcast that we recorded live at the time from the SWPL Cup final. And you can tell uh, from the pair of us, I think it's fair to say, that you know our expectations 
of the performance we were expecting to see from Glasgow City versus what ended up happening across the 90 minutes. It was a, a difficult afternoon for them as a whole, and I don't think there's um, any one player on the pitch I would single out for uh, having a, a bad week specifically. Um, but I think as a club, it, it's now slightly concerning that they're not able to win the SWPL Cup, and it's been you know, a bit of a long run since they last won it, 2015, the last time they got their hands on the trophy. And as well, given the title race last year, is this just another sign that the rest of the title challengers are, are really starting to turn the screw and what ramifications that have for the second half of the season when that comes around? So, yeah, for me, a really easy pick for a bad week. Uh, and it's just Glasgow City, the, the club. Robbie, how about you? Yeah, I've went down the Glasgow City route as well, but a bad week. I'll take a slightly different slant on it. I've went for Eileen Gleason because in my piece in the Anyone's Game predictions ahead of the big cup final at Fairhill last Sunday, I said it would be huge for Eileen Gleason only three or four games into her tenure as Glasgow City manager. She took over from Grant Scott, who was in caretaker charge, doing a fine job. She would have been looking to get her hands on a trophy early on because Trophies and success are ridden into the name of Glasgow City. That's what they've done for the last two decades of being around. So really, to not just lose that cup final on Sunday, but to really not lay a glove on Celtic, considering the talent Glasgow City have at their disposal, we've got a really good squad. Players like Chinchia, Phil Tadulu, Chris Shine. And Eva Colville, Laura Dixon, but so many players on paper you'd think would be able to create chances and do something. But it was certainly the opposite, and it's something that I bet the last seven days, Eileen Gleason has been scratching her head, thinking, I've maybe got more work on my hands than I realised coming into this job, especially with the strength and depth that Glasgow City are now having to put up with, with Celtic and Rangers, who have invested really heavily this side so yeah definitely how to look past Eileen Gleason as well just for I guess put back down to reality as City boss so early on yeah it's fair to see in the uh, post-match discussions that we had with her as well you can tell how um, disheartened I think is the disappointed would be the kind of way I describe it it wasn't someone coming out you know angry and straight off the back of a hairdryer to, to the squad um it was someone, you know, that kind of starting to see the scale of the task and the pressure that comes with it, but also, you know, how you turn issues like this around and the the kind of flow of momentum at the moment around. I think it's fair to say, you know, it's uh, it's, a, it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig. It's not easy being champions. And uh, like you say, it's something in the DNA of Glasgow City. And whether it's as a club or, or the manager themselves that have had a, a bad week, it's up for you guys to decide um, or to let us know if there's something else you think stands out more. But fair to see it's, uh, you know, losing a cup final in the manner they did, it's, it's hard to look past Glasgow City, really. Well, that's enough of the broad strokes. It's time to zoom in on the specific. And now we've got to have a look at our individual performance of the week. So, Robbie, who's player of the week? Can't look past Scotland's number one, Lee Alexander, for Player of the Week. I thought she was absolutely fantastic in that, I guess, really poor performance in Glasgow City in the outfield sense, but she was a one-man 
team to keep a one goal team to keep Celtic out, especially in the second half. She made huge saves from Jacinta, Olivia Chance, and Tegan Bowie, among others, in that match. So, really, just couldn't pass Lee Alexander. I know she was on the losing side, and being an experienced pool and at the highest level, she won't have wanted to be in the losing position. But I think she deserves a lot of credit for her performance in that match, just for how she reacted to, I guess, a really under whelming performance from the rest of her side. Yeah, it's interesting given how uh, the game against Spain and Seville went as well, that, you know, she's probably the pick of the players in that one too and uh, comes back, comes to play for a club and it's, it's you know, again, again, slightly unfortunate that we're speaking about it in that vein that, yeah, the your keeper is your is your standout player and it's not the, in the nicest possible sense to, to keepers listening in, it's, Kind of not the thing you want to be speaking about if you're uh, you're serious about winning couple matches. Um, so difficult. I, I had her down as, as my pick as well. So uh, mine is uh, mine was my honourable mention. It's been upgraded. So congratulations, Sarah Hart. You were, you were my pick. Uh, second pick anyway for for Player of the Week as well. I think fair to say, um, in it and an all round team performance from Celtic it is really hard to pick out an individual player. Um, but if you had to pick one. Harks at the heart of everything that Celtic were doing right. She gets the assist for the goal. It's a great delivery. It's, it's absolutely on point. Um, makes it easy for Hayes. Um, and there's a couple more uh, of that kind of quality sent into the box that um, you know you, you would expect to see more from. And she's at the heart of the some of the chances for, for Celtic as well. We've got in the notes from the game the couple of strikes that you know Tesla Alexander has her panicking at the very least as well. So... Um, you know, when you're uh, in a dominating display um, as, a, as a team as well, your midfield is always going to be the heartbeat of that. Uh, and when you get an assist and when you've got the keeper scrambling, at least on uh, two occasions as well, on top of that, it's uh, it's really easy to pick out Sierra Harks. Is from the Celtic side of things, probably the, the, the player that you'd pick out. Yeah, I definitely say she's one that's went. Things goes under the radar, especially among, among us. We're more likely to speak about attackers. Etc. But I think Sarah Hart's this season has really gone and as you say, a fantastic delivery for that decisive goal in that cup final. So a key asset and like another guess people listening in get as Gordon said, get onto Twitter, get in the comments and let us know. Who would you say? Would you say Lee Alexander because of her heroics in a sense to keep the score down? Or would you say Sarah Hart's for her involvement in the winner? Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear as well who uh, stood out for you on the park and in other games as well. Obviously, not the only fixture played, and uh, you know we've done a little bit of reflecting on uh, competitions further down the pyramid with cups in previous weeks as well. So, um, for those of you further down the pyramid, do not think that this is a uh, a chance where you have to speak about the SWPL Cup game. We'd love to hear about who stood out for you in the games you watched the games you were a part of further down the pyramid as well. Now, we speak enough as it is, so it's that time again where we talk about what others have said in our soundbite of the week. I think I'm on to a pretty good one. Um, I spoke to Fran Alonso after the SWPL Cup final win. Obviously, he was overjoyed and uh, full of emotion after it all. Uh, but it's easy to forget that he's also doing this uh, not in his native language. Um, he's 
Hard to try and keep your emotions in check speaking to the press and to make sure you don't say anything wrong. Harder still when you've got to think and process and, and you've got that language barrier to work through. So what he'd said to me right at the end, so we've been speaking for about five minutes by this point. Uh, uh, he says at the end of it, it's not my mother tongue English. I don't have the words to describe how proud I am and how happy I am. And you think, you know, how much more clear, how much more uh, emotive will he be in his own language where he's, you know, very comfortable speaking it, absolutely knows exactly how he wants to phrase things and knows all the, um, the basically like the tricky words, all the ways that it, it's so much easier to express yourself in your own language than it is in, in a second language. Um, I think it's easy to forget. And this, these most emotional times are where you see that that kind of challenge come out. Um, I just thought it was nice to raise, especially given he's not the only non-native English speaker in the FWPL. He's also not the only uh, non-native speaker managing in Scotland as well. There's Pedro Martinez Losa managing the national side who's got to run that gambit of trying to translate Spanish to, to, to Scottish in his brain as he's giving press conferences and all in at heart. Yeah, I just thought it was nice. One, it's a nice soundbite, but two, it's nice to raise and remember that for some of the managers, there's an extra challenge to, to speaking to us about it. Yeah, definitely, Gordon. That's really touched my heart hearing that from Stan, what he said, because sometimes you don't you take it for granted that they got to speak in English and give you a good interview, which you're always, always guaranteed that with Stan. As you say, five minutes or more interviews. So the fact that he said that in, as you say, in Spanish, what Rodrigo was saying when he was celebrating afterwards, fantastic. But for me, my, my soundbite of the week, well, it's linked to, I know we're not doing it in this show, but we often do moment of the week. My soundbite's linked to what would be my moment of the week. And it was Sam Kerr of Chelsea, not the Sam Kerr that plays for Rangers, Australian Sam Kerr, she pushed over or barged a spectator in a match yesterday evening. So, ex-Rangers player Sonia O'Neill tweeted, unpopular opinion, the pitch invader at Chelsea women's game looks 15. I know he was rude, but I think bodying, bodying him was unnecessary. A team that is desperate for attention has stuff going on, or just immature. If a male footballer like Ronaldo bodied a teen, imagine people's reactions. And she was hit with a lot of mixed responses. Some people totally agreeing with her, some people against her. She was arguing a point in a separate comment about how can we argue feminism one minute and not the other, and saying that they basically... Um, Sam Kerr should have took to social media and the league afterwards to demand more security at women's games and has a platform to do it. Listeners, let us know what you think of what she said, but in terms of the overall soundbite, it's the fact that she responded to her own thing by saying that she should have took to social media and used the platform. And I thought that stood out to me as these women do have the platforms now. Women's football has changed. I mean, it feels very like. PC kind of health and safety conscious to, to suggest this, but for me it's just a case of you know, as a player your job is, is absolutely nothing to do with uh, with someone entering the field of play that shouldn't be there um, that's the in the nicest possible sense, that that is you know, stewards and security's job to deal with um, we've seen players that intervene before um, 
And there's always a mixed reaction of, do you try and stop them? You know, what happens if you hurt the person? You know, I, I like Sonia raises in terms of, you don't know what's led to this person entering the field of play. There could be a whole host of, of, of reasons for that. Um, attention seeking is, is just one. Um, and it's kind of not up to you to decide that. So, yeah. Good to see that she's using her platform to, to have that discussion. And, and like you say, she also raised that, that notion of if Ronaldo did it, you know, pushed over a, a, a teenage girl that had entered the field of play, their reaction would be totally different. I think that's a, a, a fair thing to, to raise and discuss when we, when we speak about um, now that the shoe's on the other foot with, with Sam Kerr body checking a teenage boy. Um, but, you know, that's, like you say, that, that's what he's done. It's raised the debate. Your sound bite's on point for me in that regard, that you know, we're already discussing it, we're already having a chat about it. I'm sure folk listening, folk that have seen it uh, already as well, I've had that debate with uh, with friends and family as well to say, look, you know, what what do you do? <laughs> what do you say? What do you do when someone gets on the pitch? And yeah, like I say, for me, it's easy to say. Don't touch them. Leave them alone. Yeah. Anyway, enough. We'll round that out. Uh, like like Robbie says, uh, let us know what you think of the sound bites. Anything you've heard, anything you've read uh, in the last seven days, what stands out for you? Sound bite of your week. Love to hear it. Um, always happy to hear what you guys think as well. Shows called I Know Best. It's uh, it's always interesting when we hear that actually, in fact, it's you, the listeners, that know best and not us. Time's up when it comes to looking back. Now we're going to look forward to the final SWPL 1 match week for the winter break, and it's the penultimate one for the SWPL 2. Robbie, what's your big prediction for the weekend? Well, I am known on this I Know Best podcast for making very bold predictions. I think last time I was on, a couple of weeks ago, I had a very interesting accumulator, which an okay, but... It didn't set the world alight, which I'd hoped. But this time, my big prediction for the final round of fixtures is going to be bold again in St. Poetic, who, in the Petersil Park Derby, I must say, to take a point off of Glasgow City on Sunday. I think Glasgow City might have a bit of a hangover after that cup final defeat. And I think Poetic really impressed me, especially at home this season. So I'm going to say that, at least a point off Glasgow City. And I'm also going to combine that with two teams who both got promoted last season up against each other on Sunday. Hamilton are at home to Aberdeen. And I'm going to predict Aberdeen to win 2-0. Because I think it's about time Aberdeen got a win in the league. And they played last time out against Celtic. It was leading at one at the break. And... Played well enough to get a draw, they just kind of fell away in the last five ten minutes. And I think play like they did, especially in the first half against Celtic. There's no reason why they can't score a few goals against Hamilton. And no disrespect to Hamilton because I do think they've got some great players as well. What about you, Gordon? Yeah, well, I, I'm going to drop back down to the SWPL two. It's not quite uh, their last week. They've got one more to follow, but. That title race, they're starting to get a little bit of a gap uh, between from the top two to the rest. Um, but Kilmarnock uh, make the trip to play Dundee United, who are top of the table. There is an eight-point gap between the two sides. So a win for Kilmarnock would really start to spice up the title race. Puts a little bit of a dent in Dundee United, who've been going absolutely great guns. Kilmarnock are not on a bad run of form themselves either. So it's a really 
you know, feisty, tasty game, looking at it just from the outside already, before you factor in the fact that if Kilmarnock were to take three points up at Dundee, that's a massive turnaround in terms of projecting them, you know, doesn't actually move them position-wise up the table, but it brings them a lot closer to those top two, and it keeps Dundee United from pulling away as well. So, really interesting title race, potentially unfolding it in the SWPL2, and I... This is a this is a hope as much as anything else. I'd love to see come on and pick up the three points and and really put the cat amongst the pigeons for that that SWPL two title race. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. Look at that prediction up three, Dun United, Glasgow girls and women, and then come on it. All three of those sides are unbeaten in the last five games, and Dun United and Glasgow women are unbeaten for the entire season. So. One more round of fixtures. The SWPL 2 this season is a weird one, obviously, because there's seven teams. There's got to be that big gap between the top ones and the bottom ones. But a Kelly win could really spice things up, as I say. So I totally um, agree with your prediction. I'd like to see it. No disrespect to Dundee United players and management listening. Yeah, I mean, if your prediction comes true as well, that's uh, we're in for a really interesting weekend. Really interesting weekend as well. So... Um, a lot that could potentially shake up is for the SWPL 1, we round up before the winter break. And for the SWPL 2, we are almost there. Almost there for the winter break. To finish up with, we're going off on our usual tangent. This week, I've been thinking about how there was the cup final last week. And then there's the final match week for the SWPL, SWPL 1 this week. So on that, I'm looking for instances where we've been working hard, building up something. We've then done it and realised... In the minutes afterwards, there's a little bit more that you needed to do to kind of finish it all off, to round it all off. So that kind of sudden elation and relief of com- of completing your task, and then realizing actually you've got <laughs> there's a little bit more you still need to do ahead of that. I'm uh, gonna set the tone uh, with this one as well. And we see see when you host a house party, and I don't mean like just drinks and loud music and all that through to the wee hours. Um, or one of those at 10 Downing Street where nobody's really meant to be there. I'm talking about just a regular dinner party with drinks afterwards or that kind of thing. Where you Just as an excuse to catch up with your pals and all that kind of thing. You spend all the time, probably you probably have to do a bit of clean up, let's be honest, which each of us among us aren't thinking like if you have to host something with your pals, you have a little bit of tidying up to do. You want to just, don't want the, the place dirty when, you're, when your mates get over. You have to work out what you're doing for food. You make the food serve the drinks and all that. You try and keep on top of everything, make sure everyone's having a good time. And then everyone leaves. And you remember, you've still got all the tidying up to do uh, and cleaning up and all the mess and all that kind of stuff to sort out. And for me, when we're thinking about that final match week, I get the same kind of feeling as the house party's over and you've got that little bit of extra work to sort out. And it's just all the tidying up that for some of us, myself included, that's the part where you go to bed and deal with it in the morning. Well, absolutely. I'm I'm one of those to do that as well and then think, what happened last night? What is this? Who's took this? But it's, it's all good fun at the time, isn't it? But for me, I'm going to go, you mentioned that as a topic. I thought of being at university, it's all fun and games. You get your degree, you graduate, and then you suddenly realise, wow, having a piece of paper and being talented, you've graduated straight, but you still have that thing up to do and work to go to actually get to where you want to be. 
um, why you started that degree in the first place and to reach your dream job. So I think we can all relate all this back together to what is wrong with football in terms of how some of these teams will feel. Well, we'll leave it there. Um, that's that's enough of I know best for this week. Obviously, no no winner. Um, we'll let you uh, in the comments decide who, who you think knows best and uh, what have we got coming up over the next week or so. Well, we're doing another set of podcasts, understandably. We'll have another I know best next week. We've got a few little things that are coming out over the weekend with the fixtures going on in the SPPL 1 and SPPL 2. Well, that's enough from us today. Thank you very much for listening. You'll hear us in the next one. Bye-bye.